Welcome back, everybody. Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Today, we're going to talk about Joe Biden's VP pick. We're going to go over names that are floating around, as well as what type of person Joe Biden is looking for, or let's say his campaign is looking for, because we know Joe is not the one who's actually doing any looking. It's kind of hard to look for people when you're hiding out in the basement. What we do know is, must be a female, must be African-American, must be progressive. Otherwise, you are not going to please the radical left and meet their ridiculous demands. So, first up on the chopping block, Karen Bass. 66-year-old, African-American female. Check, check. I guess you got two on the list there. But is she progressive? Let's take a little look. Karen Bass... Bass traveled to Cuba in 1973 with an organization that produced joint ventures between the Castro regime and left-wing U.S. groups that organized trips for Americans to the country. During that trip, she went and saw Mr. Castro speak. And in 2016, when Mr. Castro died, she uh, there was some controversy sparked up because she called him basically commander-in-chief Uh, and said it was a great loss to the people of Cuba that their communist dictator kicked the bucket. So if we're going to go with progressive, check. I would say more communist, because if you're praising Fidel Castro, who basically enslaves his people, has everyone living in poverty with not enough to eat, sounds pretty close to a socialist slash communist regime, so I'm going to have to go with more communist on that one. But let's continue on. It was reported by the Daily Caller that Bass appeared at the Nation of Islam events in 2014 and 2015 and posed for pictures with uh, top officials of the group. Um, In 2018, Tony Muhammad, who's the uh, director of the Nation of Islam's Western Division, praised Bass and Maxine Waters in an interview that he had, saying that Farrakhan would basically take a phone call from them and that all other black politicians should stand down. Very lovely people. Louis Farrakhan, one of the biggest racists and bigots on the planet. If he's willing to talk to you, that should say a lot about who you are and your character. If Louis Farrakhan puts you on the short list of people to actually sit down and he's willing to have a conversation about things he may have said or may have done and would allow you to elaborate on what you might think he did wrong or did right, you're in pretty poor company. Now, keep in mind that As of late, she's doing a lot of interviews to correct these things and saying, no, she's not part of the Nation of Islam, and she's going to see, no, I'm not a communist, and what I said about Fidel, oh, of course I realize it's wrong now because I want to be vice president, so if that's what I need to say to get there, that's just what I'm going to say. Not that you actually mean that, because I've noticed in my life at least, if you run into somebody who embraces the social uh, socialist ideology or communist ideology, you don't really change their mind. They seem to think they have something there that would really work, and they are 
they're almost impossible to talk to because you, their level of commitment to that ideology, it just can't be shaken. Another item that she got dinged for is uh, controversy over Bass praising the Church of Scientology at an opening in 2010. Uh, she says she, the Church of Scientology, I know has made a difference because your creed is a universal creed and one that speaks to all people everywhere. Um, I, I don't know how much you know about Scientology. I am definitely not an expert in it. I know that I have looked into it a little bit and from what I've already read, it seems weird it's definitely not a religion that I was interested in being involved in at all. Uh, I've said before, you know, I practice a Christian faith more than anything, and there just seems to be a lot of weird stuff going on in that uh, religion. So that's something I can't get behind. But again, even the Scientology thing, she went on an apology tour for that because, of course, when you're going to be somebody's VP pick, they're going to scrutinize you. They're going to go all the way back in your past. They're going to dig for everything. And just like Biden is supposed to be doing right now, you have to answer for things you have said and done in the past. If it's fair to crucify Trump for things he has done in the past, then it's absolutely fair to crucify Joe Biden. And just like it would be fair to crucify Pence, it would be fair to crucify whoever the VP uh, nominee for Joe Biden would be on their past. And this lady's past is questionable at best. When you have that many things going on that are not American core values, that is going to be a problem. Now, you're not getting my vote one way or the other, but for people who are liberal or Democrat, or maybe you're a center Democrat, or maybe even a right-leaning Democrat, and you're just not sure what you're doing, or maybe you're one of the uh, never-Trumpers, and you're considering voting for the Democratic Party this time, you have a right to know and to challenge all of her ideology. You have a right to challenge and know that she praises communism, that she is in bed with the nation of Islam, that she likes a off-colored religion like Scientology. These are things to know. Whether you agree with them or don't agree with them doesn't matter. What matters is presidential campaigns should be transparent. And Miss Bass, if these are her beliefs, she should stand by her beliefs instead of doing a apology tour trying to take back everything she said. Because in my opinion, when you do something like that, it shows weakness. It doesn't show strength. How are you supposed to be vice president of the United States of America and have no backbone? If you believe in that ideology, go for it. Say what you believe in. At least then the people voting for you know what they're getting. Trump says exactly what he means. He might even say a little bit too much on Twitter sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know exactly where you stand with the man because he's honest and he's transparent. And he's just going to give it to you right, you know, rough and raw. And that's just the way he rolls. So maybe Karen Bass could take a few lessons from Trump and try to man up a little bit and just say what you actually believe instead of going around because you want to be VP so badly and just say whatever you think is going to appease the masses so that way you can hopefully be 
Biden's pick. Another name that got brought up, and I'm just going to blow right through this one in 20 seconds, was Stacey Abram. But, I mean, that lady is so out there. She still believes that she's the governor of uh, Georgia like she never lost a race. So her name flared up for a second, and then it kind of died down. So she's not really in the whole uh, big pool of things. Uh, the other big name floating around and it's going around consistently is Kamala Harris. Now, Kamala Harris, of all people, probably has more to answer for than most, especially when it comes to her direct community. You know that she ran trying to be the uh, presidential you know, nomination for the Democratic Party, didn't do so well there. She doesn't campaign that well, kind of faded out and it was left between Biden and Bernie and you know they're giving it to Biden because he's the easiest to control I mean it's a no-brainer the man won't even come out to debate I've already done a a podcast on that if you haven't heard it check that one out too about I went in heavily into the whole debate deal anyways Kamala Harris uh, back in 1990, she became a prosecutor in the state of California. Uh, she was extremely tough on crime, and especially on African Americans. It seems like the African American community was hit the hardest. She put a lot of blacks uh, in jail, especially in the Bay Area. Some of the uh, residents of that area say her track record consists of terrorizing black communities through the prison industrial complex, and she is constantly shown herself to be an enemy to the masses of black people. I mean, that's a pretty strong statement considering she is black. So if your own community is dogging you out, knowing that you're really pushing hard to put them in prison, that's going to be a problem for you in an election. Because if you don't win the majority of the black vote, generally you're not winning the election. She also failed to... uh, Support body cameras for the police uh, while simultaneously opposing legislation that would require her office to independently investigate police shootings. Uh, She was definitely not for the people. She even defended the three-strike law which uh, in which black people are incarcerated at a 12 times higher rate than whites. Uh, She's definitely a supporter of the death penalty. I can't fault her there because even myself, I do support the death penalty. She's also pushed back against federal orders to expand uh, an early parole program, arguing that it would deplete their stock of prison labor, especially inmates who fight wildfires. I don't know, Kamala. When you're looking at a person, let me, I'm going to think of the best way to put this. You have a person locked up against their will that you're forcing to do work for you. There is a word for that. I think, yep, yeah, it's slavery. So apparently you're okay with slavery because God forbid you let these guys out a little early. Maybe some are deserving, maybe some are not. But at the end of the day, you uh, would rather help, you know, have them help you do chores uh, around the city, pick up trash, put out fires or whatnot. So you basically have a modern day slave at your hands. I can only imagine how that's going to come back and get you if you are the nomination. However, Joe Biden now 
supporter of the KKK, loved Robert Byrd. Robert Byrd recruited an additional 150 KKK members, and Joe Biden gave him a lovely eulogy. It looks like you two are like a match made in heaven. You could be up in your own little racial world up there. But keep in mind, Kamala, I don't don't ever forget the fact that I know you're a little bit light-skinned. However, you still are black. So in which case, if Joe is, you know, racist, he's probably not going to be that fond of you because of your skin tone. I'm just going to throw that out there. You know, with Joe, with the whole... You know, he didn't want his kids growing up in a jungle. He was not, he voted against integration. He wanted segregation, him and his Jim Crow laws, not to mention all of his other stuff that he said about multiple different races. Uh, Joe Biden is obviously a racist, but from what I've read about you and see about you, I'm going to have to throw it out there. I believe you are too. Also, being a VP nomination, Uh, Being in an interview and I guess thinking that it's real cool, man, you know, Uh, saying that you used to smoke weed while you would listen to Snoop Dogg in college before you became a lawyer, which in itself, I mean, you're smoking dope and you're becoming a lawyer. Well, I guess it's in California, right? Oh, there's, it's no holds barred in California anyway. So what, what is the difference? But, you know, in a normal situation, I don't know. I would not want her defending nor prosecuting me. Maybe prosecuting might be a little bit better because if she's all uh, smoked up or whatever, she might forget what she's doing or have her mind on some food or something else. She might actually get away with that one. But definitely, definitely not defending me because I don't need her showing up like that while I'm trying to get out of something that I may or may not have done. If you remember, during her presidential run to be the nomination for the Democrats, I mean, her highlight of the whole thing was her calling Joe Biden a racist. I mean, do you see the hypocrisy in the Democratic Party <clears throat> on stage in front of the United States? She's calling him out as a racist, but now she's salivating at the mouth with the chance to be his VP nomination. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, <laughs> that's a joke. They're, they're, these people are a joke. They apparently don't mean anything they say. So what would lead you to believe that whatever Kamala Harris says she can assist Joe Biden in doing, she's actually going to do? What makes you believe Joe is going to do anything more than if he's not hiding in the basement, he'd be hiding in the White House. So he'd be sitting in the Oval Office, no cameras, nothing, you know, drooling on himself in the chair, and everybody else would be pulling the strings for him. I mean... It's it's a hot mess. So these are two spectacular choices so far. Another uh, person that was of interest and there was some chit-chat about for a little bit of time, I'm not sure where she's in the standings anymore, was uh, Keisha Bottoms from Atlanta. And here's another winner. Okay, her. We don't even need to go too far back on hers. Hers are a little bit more simplified since she's been in the limelight so much because of the outbreak and the pandemic and all that uh, nonsense. Um, her with the shooting that they had in front of the Wendy's there. Her allowing the protesting. Her defunding her own police department. Her not standing with her police department. Um, her allowing militias up and down Georgia. She is a hot mess. 
So I think that's why you heard a little bit of conversation about her, but she was handling everything in Atlanta so poorly that I think that they knew better than to continue down that path. So they've kind of, you know, ever so, you know, the Democrats do, they're really, you know, all of a sudden the noise just quiets down and everybody forgets about Miss Bottom and all the focus now is on Kamala and is on uh, Karen. And uh, hey, side note, don't you think it's funny that they're calling all the white ladies Karen and one of the potential running mates for Biden actually his name is Karen. I don't know if that's ironic or I'm thinking too much into that, but I did kind of find that uh, funny at the moment. Another one that flared up and has died out uh, recently again was Susan Rice. I mean, Susan Rice, depending on how old you are, you already know all of her failures, her policies overseas that were absolute garbage. Um, currently, it looks like she may have had some involvement in the whole um, Obamagate or whatever you want to call it against Trump. And again, they have all of a sudden she got swept under the rug real quick. She's It's real quiet on her now because there's too much controversy around her. You can't put her back in the White House no matter what. So those were pretty much all the names that, <clears throat> excuse me, I was hearing about, you know, consistently and they scare me. I'm not going to lie because whoever gets picked is actually going to be the president. There is no way Joe Biden's running this country. None, zero. I don't know if anybody saw Fox news, but Joe Biden's wife went to answer questions for him. His wife, he's in an election year. He is supposed to be answering the hard questions. He's still up to this point. Most people have already by this point, but he hasn't even announced who his VP choice is. And now he can't even do an interview on Fox news. He has to send his wife to answer the questions. Is he going to send his wife to go talk to Kim Jong-un? Is he going to send his wife to talk to Putin? Is his wife going to do trade deals with China? No, heck no. It's going to be whoever the VP is because Joe ain't going to do it. If Joe can't handle an American reporter, there is no way Joe's handling some of these nasty world leaders. So it's going to end up being the VP. The VP is going to run the show. So that's why it scares me because whoever he picks potentially is going to be the president. My other theory is that right before the election, right about debate time, about a month out, Joe Biden is going to suddenly drop out for medical reasons. And then the natural thing to do would be they would slot Bernie up. Now, Bernie could actually debate with Trump. He still has his wits about him, as misguided and nasty as they are. But Trump's a pistol anyways, so I'm not concerned about that. But it's definitely... I don't believe Joe is running the country. I believe either figure you're going to have Kamala Harris or possibly Karen Bass. That is a terrible outlook for the country. You got either a black supremacist or a communist. Not to mention all the people in Joe's cabinet, Bernie Sanders, AOC, uh, you know, was it Beto O'Rourke who's going to come in your homes and take all your guns away? Uh, you know, I mean, you got all these people that collectively are going to run the country because Joe's not. 
uh, probably the one with the loudest voice will be ever whoever the VP pick is. So currently, I would say your two that are it's going to go either way is going to either be Kamala or it's going to be Karen. I think what the Democrats right now are doing is I think they're testing the waters because Kamala Harris is not as progressive as she. Uh, tries to put out where Karen Bass is. So I think the Democrats are going to probably go with the safer choice there because they're trying to appeal to a larger audience. And Kamala would probably appeal to a larger audience. I don't know who or why, but I guess in the Democratic liberal world, which I do not understand, nor do I care to, uh, I guess she would be more appealing for them. That'll about wrap it up for me. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you want to reach me, you could get me at uh, ljconsercrn at gmail.com or the same at ljconsercrn on Twitter or Joe Little on Parlor. Probably the easiest one to remember. Uh, if you go to Buzzsprout, you can look up and you'll find my uh, you could find my uh, page with all my podcasts on it and Twitter's linked to it already. So you could just click on the Twitter there if you want. Uh, Otherwise have a good night. We'll see what happens. God bless.